0: Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare, and body cream that smells amazing.
1: The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me.
0: Totally, the scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press KK oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love, but to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers'
1: chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Charosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragons fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, sheer, and you can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules.
0: And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, SoldeJanero.com. and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Hello everybody! I'm just like yelling into an empty room. Happy Fat Mascara! It's a new episode. I am Jen. I'm Jess. We have a lot to talk about this week. When don't we have a lot to talk about?
1: There's a lot going on today. The world is busy. We are talking about brow and lash tins, guys.
0: This is deep stuff.
1: It's getting heavy. (laughs) And then we are coming up on Halloween. Woohoo! Was that your <laughs> ghost noise? Yeah. We need to work on that. <laughs> you bet. It sounded like I was like a British woman that got a chill. Fainting. You were like fainting <laughs> onto a fainting couch. <laughs> so we're talking about sheet mask. Boo. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about Sally Hansen. Real lady. We're going to do a book report, Dr. Bronner style, for yep. our OG listeners of the podcast. Yeah, okay. And then we have a big interview.
0: Uh, We're interviewing the interviewer, if you will. B. Shapiro is here. She's a columnist for the New York Times. If you guys read that newspaper, there's a column, Skin Deep. That newspaper. You might have heard of it. It's called the Times. Uh, She does the Skin Deep column for them, also writes about beauty, style, and fashion. And she has a new book that just came out last month, Skin Deep, which is a collection of her columns from the New York Times. Such an interesting interview. Like, usually when you interview someone who does interviews... You're not sure what you're going to get, but she gave us all the dirt on The Celebrities. It was fantastic.
1: It was hard hitting. Yeah,
0: I liked it. too. So we'll get into that. Let's have a great episode. A
2: pair of false and a two of cheap lipstick. A pair of worn out high heel shoes
1: and a dress doesn't... Jen, notice anything different about my lashes? They just
0: look fabulous as usual.
1: Thank you. Well, I'm not wearing any mascara. <gasps> I got them tinted. First, let's have a moment for your not wearing mascara on fat mascara. I know, I know, I know. Well, here's the thing. My, my lashes, they're not red or and they're not blonde, um, but they're kind of like, they get kind of like pale and they, they get kind of almost like clear at the ends. I think a lot of people's do actually. It's the sun. So, yeah. It's the sun hitting them. Um, and... My brow gal, her name is Angela, and she works at Exhale on Madison Avenue. We'll put a link. She's fantastic. She said, last time I saw her, like in the summer, she said, what about tinting your lashes? And I thought, and I said, I have sense advice. No, 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 no. And she said, <laughs> oh, so I was like, let's keep, let's keep tweezing. No. And she said... Um, no, she said, lots of my clients have sensitive eyes. I use a very gentle dye. It's a vegetable dye. Um, you know, I put this like little protecting thing. She, it was kind of like, I've heard this before. I think it's going to look great. So I, I trusted her.
0: I'm getting giggles thinking about the protective thing. Can I just tell you what I'm picturing? And then you tell me what really happens. Yeah. Okay. You, you know what a dental dam looks like? And or when you're at the, the dentist and they put those weird plastic raincoats around while they're like spraying stuff on a tooth.
1: I've heard. I actually don't know what these things look like. I've heard of them.
0: It's like a condomy thing, and I feel like your lashes are just peeking out from this plastic sheeting that's down over it them. Was,
1: it was there was like a it was a little black raincoat underneath my oh. almost like those little like a little eye mask like a little under eye mask. Oh underneath. okay, yeah. Um, it was a little like black raincoat underneath. Um, it was a very like they, these dyes come in very various vegetable based dye shades to match your, you know. Your eyelash color. So you're not dying darker. You're just dying the root color. No, she dyed my she dyed them darker. Okay. So she took a color that matched, um, like my brows, which are darker, you know. And she put on this little like silicone kind of thing under eye thing. And she, I closed my eyes, and she put she painted. I mean, I couldn't see because my eyes were closed. <laughs> she painted my lashes with this solution. Now this she says is excellent for those invisible blonde hairs. Um anything that gets, gets that gets discolored from sun rays, from age, I hate to say it, and it gives definition and it will enhance the color of your eyes. I and am I think all about she's that. totally right because it benefits but tell greener.
0: me how long do you have to sit there with your eyes closed with this this dye on them? You ready? Maybe 6 minutes. So you took a little nap.
1: Well, we had a little chat
0: with your eyes and she, closed. And,
1: and when I, you know what I loved and I think this is just like speaks to her service. She never left the room.
0: Oh, I feel like I would want them to. Like, just let me rest here with my eyes closed for six minutes.
1: No, because for somebody with sensitive eyes, I was nervous Mm. that like something was going to drip into my eyeball and I was going to be like, as somebody who had corrective eye surgery, I'm very protective about my eyes. So for six minutes you sit there, then what? She wipes it off? She took the most cooling, delicious, like I don't know what the hell was on this pad. She just wiped it off. And she cleaned up my eyes and then... Uh, I'll put this on our Instagram. It's not going to be the most gorgeous photo, but a before and after. You can see I have, like, it looks like I had gray lashes before, and now I have dark lashes, and you, can, it looks like I have long lashes. I never thought I had long lashes. I did. But the ends were clear. The ends were freaking clear. You know what? For someone like me who
0: is, you know how I'm gray, my yeah. lashes are starting to
1: gray. But that's normal. Yeah, absolutely. Totally but normal. maybe I should get them dyed as well. I think it's worth checking out. I, really, I was such a skeptic. Things like, like guys... I know I, I know. we're working on a beauty podcast. I'm a beauty editor. There are certain things that are too much for me. Lash extensions, I tried them once, not again. This seems invasive, but you're yeah. saying it's like... It was so
0: no big deal. How much does it usually cost, do you think? It probably varies from salon to salon.
1: I think for her, it was, and, and Angela, don't kill me, and we'll put this on the blog, I think it was probably, and she's at Exhale, which is, you know, a, a Tony Upper East Side place, probably $70 maybe. How for the often? Maybe, maybe she's between 40 and 70
0: How often would one have to oh, do this? Oh, great question. It'll last, she said, about four weeks. Okay, so it's a monthly service.
1: Yeah. But it's so much lower maintenance than Mas- lash extensions. Oh. I don't need to wear mascara. Right. I wake up, my face looks defined. When I woke up before, I looked like I came out of, like, you know, a, like a newt. So it's
0: almost like having a, a light mascara on. Then if you want to go out a little drama at night with, like, a
1: curling yeah. mascara, you'll like, still
0: use mascara. Not
1: wearing mascara. Like, no, I, I look, you great. look
0: the same as you do when you wear mascara to me. Yeah. So,
1: cool. So um, I'm into this. And everything I just said can be applied to brows too, so it's the same thing. If you have gray brows, guys, I found a gray brow. Um, a gray, gray please. I have all gray brows, but that's actually less expensive because my
0: hairstylist just does it with the hair dye mm-hmm. and doesn't even charge me. She just puts that's a little nice. extra on. Yeah. So ask your hairstylist if you're if she might offer that service for free, so you right. don't have to go to a special place. Right. But it works for both.
1: Exactly. So um, I'll link to her. It was fantastic, painless. And um, if you are nervous or have sensitivity, just ask your brow gal for a patch test before. That goes with so many other treatments. M to the A to the S to the K. Put the mask on your face just to make it next day. Brothers became... I just found out that Neutrogena is going to be delivering a boatload of sheet masks to, to drugstores and mass retailers this month. In October? Yes, just in time for Halloween.
0: Okay, I didn't know where this was going. I was like, what are they delivering where? You mean they're coming out with new masks?
1: Yes, but like, when do you see mass sheet masks? Like, okay, like. At yeah. masks from At a mass. big brand that you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, uh, there's some like wonky ones out there and there's some like kooky ones, but like for a big brand.
0: No, this is exciting. Are, but let's talk. Are they good? What are they? What kind of masks? So
1: I saw Cutie Patootie Dr. Zeigner try one on at the recent Neutrogena event. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Check out our Instagram. It's so funny. Oh, that he's, picture. He's, he's got the two thumbs up. He likes it. Okay. What kind of mask are they doing? So they're doing four different kinds. They're for, uh, four different targeted um, concerns, mm-hmm. and they are ninety nine a pop.
0: Okay. Are they, though, this is my question with masks. Are they cotton or cellulose, or do you remember what the fabric
1: was? So funny,
0: you should ask. Is it now? Yes.
1: They are cellulose, and Dr. Z was really into that fact. I think it's because they fit his face like a little glove.
0: The The cellulose mask thing, I've looked into this, because it was such a selling point. Like, maybe a year ago, sheet masks were already out from, as you know, they got started in Korea. They mm-hmm. came over here. You've definitely seen them. And they were all, like, that cottony, papery feeling. And then they started doing cellulose. So if you've not used one of those yet, it's like, I'm saying slimy, but that's a negative connotation. But it's a chewier, softer, wet material that adheres even more closely to your face than the papery cotton kind.
1: They remind me of those things that, like, People stick on the windows for their kids. Like a film, like a sticky film. Yeah. Yeah. Like the decals.
0: Okay. So the ben- they do cost more than the cotton ones. Mm-hmm. Here's your benefit. I was like, oh, they're giving you a brighter face or whatever. Truly the benefit is more in the use because they adhere more tightly so that you can walk around and do stuff and it's mm-hmm. not going to flop off and fall yes. off. Yes. Does that make the ingredients penetrate better? I mean, if you're lying down, it doesn't make a difference, but they do stick on nicely. Do you want me to blow your mind because I looked into what biocellulose is? Blow my mind. Okay, so if you if you remember, I went on that vinegar reporting trip to learn all about apple cider vinegar.
1: Who could forget?
0: Who can forget? It was riveting material <laughs> on podcast, Fat Mascara. Uh, so the acetobator bacteria that turns apple juice into apple cider vinegar, the byproduct of that? is cellulose oh wow so like if you make kombucha or vinegar at home and who doesn't people (laughs) I'm turning into Gwyneth right now Um, as it's processing this this film it's almost like a spider webby kind of like blob they call it the mother forms on top that is pure cellulose which is also the same kind of thing it's in wood you know it's like a natural ingredient that grows it has like fiberness to it but it's Mm -hmm. also like kind of jelly-ish right that is what they use to make the biocellulose masks got it so they'll weave it in with cotton or rayon or something else and along with the biocellulose and it gives it that nice um, like dreamy and they're always cooling the biocellulose ones like you put it on you're like oh okay like if you're sensitive I feel like that's really nice Mm -hmm. so I'm glad they're using that material because I think of Neutrogena as like a little upgraded like mass store drugstore brand
1: yeah they were doing like the hydrogel kind of um Oh yeah, the Hydra, before other mask brands—they're brands good with were. moisturizing.
0: I bet they have a really good moisturizing one. Yeah,
1: um, so yeah, I think I tr- I tried that one.
0: So I'm going to be putting one of those on as my Halloween costume. Could that be
1: my Halloween costume? Actually, well, I'm going to see put you put on Halloween a weekend. So I'm going to see you <gasps> like jumping out of a cornfield with that mask on. Can
0: I tell people why you're going to see
1: me? Sure, why not? Because it's your bachelorette party. What's
0: up? So we're all going to put on
1: face masks
0: and jump out of cornfield.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mascara style.
0: That wasn't the point of this segment. The point wow. is, Neutrogena has new masks, and now you know what biocellulose is. Guess what time it is?
1: What time is it? It's book
0: report time. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Long time listeners will remember, actually not that long time listeners, we did a little deep dive into Dr. Bronner back in episode 56. Mm. I wanted to make a diorama about it. You shared a lot of history. I have a new beauty character to teach you all about. Sally Hansen.
1: Oh my God, hard as nails, Sally Hansen. It's so funny. <laughs> it's Sally hard as nails Hansen. <laughs> Sally hard as nails Hansen. <laughs> she was a frontiers woman. <laughs> no, I don't
0: know. Well, Sally Hansen, I, I remember asking this of the, of the publicist like years ago, like, who is Sally Hansen? And they were like, uh, you know, an entrepreneur. But more recently, they decided to do a deep dive. They hired someone like an investigative historian to see if they could figure out where, where and how the company started. That's cool. You know, they did our job for us. A little bit of reporting. She was a real woman. Get this. She shared a job with us. Keep going. She... We'll get into the beauty in a second, but my favorite fact about her life is she was a columnist for the L.A. Times. Wait, isn't this appropriate? Because we're talking about this during B. Shapiro's episode as oh, well. Oh, wow, yeah. She wrote The Candid Mirror. So she did like a beauty tips column for That's the L.A. Cool. Times. But how she started the nail company was in 1935, she took over her parents' beauty company, which had the name Lafine with an accent on the end. So maybe it's La Fine. I don't know. Listen, I don't speak French. But this wise entrepreneur that she was, she changed it to House of Hollywood. (laughs) Our kind of girl. Just get on the Charlotte Tilbury bandwagon very early. Keep it simple. Exactly, people. (laughs) (laughs) K-I-S-S. So she, she changed the name. And then as she's doing beauty retail, she also invented a nail product, the most famous being the Game Changing Hard as Nails. That was invented in 1957. So I think it's still around. It's a nail polish with strengtheners in it. Nice. So, and that's when she put her name on the products as well. Um, and her, I think it was her hus- one of her husbands, she was quite the uh, the lover, Sally Hansen. <laughs> her third husband oh, wow. was a graphic designer and he worked on the packaging for that. And the business, of course, went on to be traded and sold. And that's how it was hard to find out who started it. It's now owned by Cody, the conglomerate that owns a... What else do they own? Rimmel, CoverGirl, a bunch of other stuff. They own a lot. Yeah. But I love to know that there's a person behind this. Because also, just, why would why would you pick that name if there weren't a person?
1: I, I always thought that it was just kind of like this made-up name. Because there are why. some other
0: brands that have just like, it sounded good,
1: you know? Yeah. I also love, like, I feel like I now, looking at Sally Hansen, I'm looking at it as a slightly different company. Just looking at the nail polishes, knowing this, knowing this insight now, it's sort of like a... The same way I look at like a Bobby Brown or a Charlotte Tilbury, a Sally, and now it's a Sally Hansen. It's like the OG, like like a Helena Rubinstein.
0: Yeah. Or Max Factor back in the day.
1: It's like an OG. Yeah. I think they should be promoting this history a little bit more.
0: (laughs) She's really just, I'm impressed. It's like a heritage brand now. I like, I like the whole history behind it. Always like the products as well. So that's nice. But who knew? Who knew? Are you going to make a diorama about her?
1: Um... I, might, I, I, might, I am. You're going to make a diary With all
0: three of her husbands lined oh. up behind her, supporting her in her <laughs> beauty entrepreneurship. I want to be in the headline. here with Bee Shapiro, who's a writer for the New York Times. She founded her own beauty line, which we'll definitely get into, and she's an author of a new book. Welcome to Fat Mascara, Bee Shapiro. Thank
2: you. Thank you, ladies,
0: for having me. Okay, your book is
2: Skin Deep, right? Yes, that's right. So what's Skin Deep about, and what was the impetus to put it out now? So Skin Deep is my column at the New York Times, and so it's really lighthearted. When we first thought about it, we're like, okay, there's all these beauty tips, but how do you sort through them? And I think there's something really... Really intimate about beauty regimens, and when you're starting to talk to somebody, not just in a, like a profile interview, but when you really start to get down to like what they use in the morning, what they're using at night, and we saw. So when we first started this, we thought it was a really great way in to beauty, and so that's where the idea of the Skin Deep came came from. So you helped launch the column in the New York Times. Yes, who so was your idea? It was me and my editors at the time. I would say we were just you know sort of germinating and like okay, what's a good way for to pass along info. Without it being preachy, I think one problem, you know, being at the newspaper is that people always want authenticity and truthfulness. But also, like, why would you trust so and so over somebody else? Mm-hmm. So I think that from my standpoint, I look a certain way, I have certain issues. I don't think everybody has those issues. So we thought, okay, why don't we get all these different women? So we tried to we try to keep it as diverse as possible. I I try at least, like from age range to skin issues to color and all that stuff. So the book is a collection of columns over how many years have you been doing this Ooh, I think it's about three years oh really that's all I feel that's like it's all. been around forever no some like, are celebrity celebrities right yes some are
0: athletes
2: some, I would say they're all notables they're all celebrities I feel like the idea of celebrities is totally broadened if you think about it everything from like an influencer to an editor to an entrepreneur to me in many ways they're all celebrities but yes they're celebrities and a mix of other notable people a lot of like women about town. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, We'll get into some of your favorites but before we get into the book and what you wrote about I did not know this before I read it you were a lawyer before? Yeah. So how did you <laughs> switch gears and become the New York Times Skin Deep columnist?
2: I it was a It was not a direct path. I think it's funny when I talk to younger people who are like in college and like studying journalism. I did not study journalism. I did not even think journalism was part of my career plan, to be totally honest with you. Instead, I was that typical like liberal arts major. I majored in art and in finance. Finance because, you know, I'm an immigrant Asian, so that was like the thing to do. (laughs) Um, And my mom was worried I wouldn't get a job. I did not get a job. And so then I went to law school And so that's how that happened. And I felt like, okay, I better finish my law degree. I better get a job. And so I finally did get a job, and then I hated it. So I I felt like I should have just taken a break and figured out what I wanted to do. Instead, I, like, followed this path to be a lawyer, when really the reason I wanted to be a lawyer is because I love reading. I love writing. I love the written word. It just took me so long to get there. It was, like, a long
1: path. How many years did you practice law or were you in the law world?
2: Just one. <laughs> ah! She was like, let me out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's all it took. Yes. What kind of law was it? It was hedge funds. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Using your finance background. You know, I wow. was watching Billions the other day, yeah. and I was like, this is amazing. This is like the glamorous fake life, right, of like what's all going on. <laughs> Just y- like yeah. Devil Wears Prada and whatever
0: is the glamorous version of what we do. Totally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so thinking about
1: beauty, you know, talking about it writing about it using the products associated with it like it gets this very frivolous reputation even like, when I talk to people about what I do like oh that's so cool like you let's just like play with products all day Isn't and you that know yeah right. I, I kind of I'm just like yeah like it's cool because then to start talking about that it, it's actually bigger than that makes it, it's it's a whole conversation you write about it for the New York Times so right. that's a whole different that's that's a way different you know echelon. Can you? What do you say to people when they kind of give you that, like, oh, beauty. That's so right. cool.
2: Right. I, it is annoying. I'm not going to lie. But I think the, the way that I address it is, well, you know what? Everybody cares about it. I think, mm, unfortunately. shut it down. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, when you walk in the door, whether it's a conference room, whether it's the deli, whether it's anything, we're visual people. And so appearances matter. And I think however way you put yourself together, uh, not just fashion. I think fashion more and more, you see more and more uniforms, especially in Silicon Valley, but no one wants bad skin. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody wants their beauty part. Everyone wants nice hair. I mean, I have yet to meet anybody saying, oh, no, I want the worst hair in the world, or I really don't care. (laughs) My skin is bumpy and, you know, it has discoloration in it. So I think that's the way I sort of address it. It's so universal. And I do get irritated because I also think that from my interviews, more people are willing to talk about their fashion than their beauty. Beauty is seen as tied as being very close to vanity. And I think that's unfortunate because I also think it's tied really closely to self-care.
0: So we should be less Thinking it's vain and more about it's caring for us.
2: Yes, yes,
1: yeah. It's part of the way you get ready. I think. Do wait, why people?
0: Well, because I think a lot of people think like, oh, it's frivolous. Like they poo poo it, you know. And I want to be. I want to say what you just said, which is, it's not about vanity. It's about self care. Right. And we all
1: have faces, yeah, <laughs> it's true. I thought you meant that when people ask you for your secrets, your tips, you don't want to talk to them about it. Oh God, no, that's what the podcast. I was like, wait, wait a second, for. I was like, wait, I'm like, what, what's going on? <laughs> We're um, sharing. Do you think that? Yeah, do you think that people are guarded about what they do because they want to not just appear that it, not just not seem vain, but because they don't
2: want literally like their tips to get out. They want to appear naturally fabulous. There is definitely a large contingent of girls who want to seem effortless. The mm-hmm. girls who are like, I don't work out that much. I just do one yoga class a week. And, oh, you know, I don't wear barely any makeup on my days off. But, you know, they look amazing in all the tabloids and Instagram photos. And I'm like, come on, you know. So I definitely think there is that girl who's still, it's a very old school notion where she just wants to come off like it's effortless, like nothing happened, like it's sex in the city. Right. Um, right. But I do think, especially in the hardcore Instagram beauty girls, I think it's great that they share. Like you see Huda Beauty with no makeup on all the time, you know, when she's putting on different things or in transformations, you see the girl looking not so great and then turning out beautiful. Um, It's aspirational in a different way in that it's revealing every step to it. So I do think there's like a younger generation coming up to where that's not the thing. They're okay. They're celebrating the fact that they use tons of makeup Mm -hmm. and get Botox and whatever else they're doing. So So how do you get some of these people? I'm thinking especially about these people who are like, oh, you know, just like a little like I walk,
1: I drink water, you know, like coconut oil. How do you get these people to really open
2: up? It's hard. Some of them. Right. It's hard. Some of them really. It's like through and through. They're not going to tell you anything okay, I do realize that there are genetic mutations out there who really <laughs> have to do nothing, and literally their skin is perfect, but I think that the way, I feel like because we cover different categories, we cover hair, we cover fragrance, we cover skincare, I feel like there's usually at least one they care about. Mm. So I try to find my way in. So like I don't try to push them too hard in categories. They're really like, no, the only thing I use is Cetaphil. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. If they keep saying that, then I just let it go. Okay, so then what about hair? What about this? Mm-hmm. There's usually at least one. We yeah, always go right, to candles right. if you can't find anything else. We're like yeah. you got to burn a candle. Uh-huh. Like, tell us. <laughs> yeah, you don't wear a fragrance, but um, do you do a lot of these interviews over the phone or in person? Before I had kids, I used to do a lot more in person, and ever since I had kids, I've sort of just pushed for the phone interview. Right. So what's like the weirdest place?
0: You've interviewed some big time celebrities. Like, give us a couple mm-hmm. examples like of where you've had to interview a celebrity. Like, is there any crazy Ooh. places?
2: I wouldn't say location wise. I would say circumstances. Tell mm-hmm. me. <laughs> There's definitely been, you know, especially with musicians. Musicians are always the zaniest, right? Mm-hmm. There's always weed. There's always like, <laughs> random groupies. Like, where did this person come from? And Wait, the women have like random groupies? They're just random groupies in general. I feel like in music worlds, particularly, it's like groupie central. Um, And just who is this person? Is that an assistant or is that a manager? Where did that person come from? Which
0: musicians have you been in a room with? And there's like all these other people. And you're like, I have no idea what they do.
2: Wiz Khalifa but she's not in the book this is all woman but that just one <laughs> was just like I was like why is there 40 people in here what we, is
1: your role yeah
2: I did not understand are we, you on the payroll Wiz Khalifa did skin deep but did I miss that no one? we didn't do skin deep he did my men's style column ah, which is about fashion did you ask
0: him about grooming at all
2: No, not for that one. I I felt like I had, I felt like I needed to be focused because sometimes when they do smoke too much weed, it's like you have a limited attention span. So you got to get your questions (laughs) in. Um, So what's the hardest interview, maybe
0: even that's included in this book? Like you, it took you a while to get this stuff out of the woman.
2: Ooh, that's a good question. My hardest interview is Gwen Paltrow. I've interviewed her five times. And I think that it's not that she's not willing to share. She is willing to share. I th- Just for me, it's the dynamic of the interview. Like what's the dynamic like? I don't think she likes me. Oh, <laughs> That's the dynamic. Why wouldn't anybody like you? I have no idea. I, you know, I've interviewed her five different times. So at this point. She, she knows she- who you are. I actually don't know if she does. <laughs>
1: like don't you hate me. that. We've met hey. someone like eight times
2: and they're like, hi, nice to meet you. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I don't I actually don't think she knows. Are you just I am. feeling like a chill? You just feel like a chill. I don't know. I think she just doesn't want to be there. Hmm. Well, listen,
1: she's got her own beauty brand, so maybe she's just like, you know, I gotta get back to work. So <laughs> she's busy. <maybe> that's it. <laughs> I don't
2: know why. So she's always been my hardest. All right. She seems like a tough nut to crack though maybe and also she does have her things that she wants to hit right like she has all the products and goop she's selling so she wants to talk about that and i kind of want to talk about other stuff i'm sure she does other stuff
0: that brings up a point i was gonna ask you later Mm -hmm. but i'll ask you now a lot of these i don't know if people realize this uh, we get a lot of interviews because so and so is shilling a product for a brand or they have their own brand um it being the new york times like Is that the way in for some of your interviews first? Mm -hmm. So it is the same. And then how do you get them not to like, is that a problem if they're just talking about one brand?
2: I feel like it's the New York Times. You got to report a story with like all the facts. It is. It is a problem. So we actually have a rule. And so our rule is they only can have one brand sponsor. And that one brand sponsor can be mentioned only three times. Oh, just to keep oh, it like okay. going up front. Yes. Like, if you're not going to stick to this, then we don't do it. And actually, we've turned down some really big ones, like Jennifer Aniston and a few other really big celebrities, because oh, they just vino? have too many. They have. She has too many. She, she had, had a perfume, exactly, a and she also had right. Living Proof, oh, Dry Eye, right. Restasis. Yeah. Yes, there was just nothing <laughs> was that wasn't product. sponsored. <laughs> right, got it. Yeah, right. Right. she's okay, a hot commodity. Sponsor
1: crazy yeah. i gotcha so
2: that's our rule and so if somebody has two sponsors for example sometimes because that's our rule they only have they have to negotiate with their sponsor and say can oh. i do this story oh, for god this yes brand instead of this yes but i won't be mentioning you all this wheeling and
1: dealing to be oh yes deep. i love it <laughs> so okay so we know that like you and gwyneth are probably not going to be besties or go out for drinks <laughs> for enemas or whatever is going on, but tell me what who's like a girl that you really felt like we clicked and you wanted like
2: to hang out after. Well, I wanted to hang out. I don't know if she felt the same way. Um, Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah. She's, she's like, like a cutie. She seems like a real person. I mean, I've had to interview her. I interviewed her, obviously, for the book, but I also randomly had to interview her for some, like, front row Fashion Week quotes. Those are always the most miserable because everybody's so busy and crammed in. And occasionally in the New York Times, we want these random celebrity quotes like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go up there in this mad crush of people, and hopefully they say something funny or quippy. And she's just lovely every time. She's just like, this sucks. This is so crowded. She's like very much like with you, Mm -hmm. you know. Instead of like trying to be like I'm the celebrity, you're the reporter. So she's lovely and she's funny. She's just cool. Anybody else who else would be in your girl gang? Zoe Kravitz would be amazing. Yeah, not to be creepy, but she (laughs) she lives. She did. I don't know if she still does, but she uh, used to live in my neighborhood, I believe. Because I used to see her at, like, the gym and stuff and pretend, like, I didn't know her because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be that lurky person. So, she's beautiful. And seems so cool. So, she's someone who... Now, I don't recall... I did read the book, but I don't recall
1: exactly what she used. But I Mm -hmm. feel like... And I can even do this, I'm sure Jen can too, but when we have people like spill out their bags, I'm like, Oh, of course you have a like a little bag full of Glossier or you have a bag full of RMS. You can kind of predict what people might like, or have you gotten good at that? Or do you think like that people are still surprising
2: you all the time? People do surprise me. I try to keep an open mind. Any surprises? Well, in this book or just for the just column like in, like, in general? Like, in
1: like your 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 column.
2: So I have one coming out with the with the singer Janae Aiko Aiko. She just released a new album. She was surprisingly forthcoming. Mm, Like she talked about vampire facials. She talked about Fraxel. She talked about how she gets vitamin IV drips. I thought that was lovely. Yeah, Yeah, but you know, a lot of times they won't talk about it, even if they're doing it.
0: Um. So as a beauty writer, you're probably used to hearing like the same products again and again, the same stock answers, um, the same tips even if you ask them for tips. So what's last time, other than uh, other than the surprise, because she was sharing so much, were you surprised like, oh, who knew this person was into La Mer and they're yeah. like 12 years old or whatever?
2: Yeah, so I did not know Emma Roberts was such a beauty fan. Oh, she yeah. is a hardcore beauty fan. she seems kind of like fresh-faced or whatever. Yes, and I thought she would have much more... I shouldn't say teenage because she's not a teenager. I thought she was. She would have younger taste. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. But she doesn't. And she is hardcore. She like studies it. She told me she goes and like when she's on set, she goes to the local department store and like walks the floor and like goes to the counters, which I think is even daunting. That's funny. Right. And so she she actually told me about products I hadn't even tried. So she when I interviewed her, she told me about this Amore Pacific dual cream situation. Um, Really interesting. Did she's you very then into go it. try the Amora? I did, <laughs> and I did really good. So she knows it is that a she's sophistic. T- she
1: does, she does. So what are some of the people's names, like the experts' names that keep on
2: coming up again and again? Like well, Durham's, I had have-
1: hairstylist. Who's hairstylist? The derms and hairstylists. Are there oh, names sure. that keep on coming up again and again?
2: Well, I have my favorite. So I love Serge Normand. I just think he's so good. And do multiple people mention his name? I mean,
0: you've like SJP and all these people.
2: Sure. I mean, he Julia has- Roberts. Oh, yeah. Julia Roberts, obviously huge, huge fan of his. I just think in- also he gave me the best haircut of my life. I was like eight pr- months pregnant I mean, I kind of just gave up at that point. I was like, my hair is growing out. Oh, well, you know. And he somehow did some sort of magic to it and, like, made my face look skinnier. Wow. (laughs) It was amazing. So he's just super talented and really nice. So on top of that, it's just, like, a wonderful, wonderful package. He is extremely busy, though. So that is the one tough thing. I love Christophe Robin. And His, he comes up a lot. In he's the book, in he's mentioned book. quite a bit, actually. Yes. Yeah. yes. So both Serge and Christophe are in there. I just felt like when I was writing, I had to.
1: And what about, like, um, dermatologists? Are people a vocal about their germs? Because I feel like that's still kind of a little bit of a private thing with certain people.
2: I agree. People do talk about their germs, but they don't necessarily divulge everything they're doing. Hmm. He's just checking me for moles that are right. weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. or they like. I think like appeal is acceptable, you know. But right. they're not saying, oh, I'm trying this filler and that filler and doing this, you know. So who are thing. some of the hot names for germs mm-hmm. Paul Jared Frank is the one that comes up. Uh, Patricia Wexler is old school. She does come up. Uh, Dendi Engelman does uh, Sophia Vergara and Christina Ricci. Um, let's see who's another one. There's Dr. Lancer, of course. Oh, my goodness. He's everywhere. Does the guy even sleep? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? He does yeah. so many celebrities. Um,
1: we hear those names.
2: Yeah. We had Dr. Daunting. Frank and Dr. Wexler on the podcast. We oh,
0: did. really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know whose name came up? And I always don't know how to say this. Joel. Coco Chio, yes, yeah. um, yes. Frenchy, I keep Frenchy. hearing about her. What's the story there? She's a facialist,
2: right? She is, and she's in France. She's in Paris. She's very hard to get into. I would say the comparable in New York would be uh, Isabel Belize, mm-hmm. which is also similar to. Do you guys know her? No. She's a facialist, and it's like a year waiting list or something. She's French. What the hell is she doing? <laughs> Your, your really waiting special. list. Yeah. We need to get You're in like, on that. <laughs> There's like a whole massage thing yeah. happening. Doing something else. <laughs> your waiting list. I don't know, but Joelle, wow. I've
0: heard just from when, even when I'm interviewing celebrities, her name comes up weirdly a lot, and I'm like, if it's in Paris, Joelle.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It's very inconvenient. Who goes Why? to Paris? Who goes to Isabel? I think so. I mean, all sorts of people. You know who uh, I think went to her before their wedding was Emily Weiss of Glossier. Okay. Yeah, but you. I mean, I imagine it's upper east side clientele because how? I mean, who's waiting a year? I mean, like I can give you five places to go right now, Who, which They're are fantastic. amazing. Which are amazing,
1: right? <laughs> but I'm, no, I'm sure she's great, and I would love to go. Just kidding, we love you. Can We <laughs> come about, in. I, it's, <laughs> it's about we're outside. We're <laughs> 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 outside. Can you see us? <laughs> Ding dong. It's <laughs> not We'll do the express version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Totally. laughs> quick and dirty. The quick and dirty. So. Um, uh, In your book, you ask a few experts about how social media has changed their jobs. Do you get the same answers about that?
2: The same answers? Probably not. What are you you hearing? So, for example, Pat McGrath is really good at social media. She loves social social media. She's completely embraced it. And then there's, like, the old school guys like Serge who doesn't totally love it, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he just feels like there's something intimate about doing hair and being backstage and it's sort of like breaching that privacy. But at the same time, he has to do Mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. To stay relevant in a way. Um, So I don't think the answers are quite the same. And then you have Mario D., Kim uh, Kardashian's hair, st- uh, Can makeup you not artist. Say his last name either. I can't say either. Let's just go. Uh, Do you real? Is that oh, how I you say practiced. it? Wow. Yeah. That's right. So good. I, I just say Mario <laughs> and leave it that. You know, <laughs> he's just know. Mario. Yeah. Mario, <laughs> <laughs> first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Mario is interesting. So when I I also interviewed him for the book, and when I first did, I thought, okay, I assume that this guy's going to come out and say social media is amazing and like call it a day. Instead, he is very ambivalent about it. I think he recognizes it for what it is and how necessary it is. But he, in many ways, he realizes that sometimes he has to put out photos or looks that he doesn't 100% love, but he knows that will be a good social media hit. So He knows this will get a lot of likes.
0: I'm going to put it on my gram. Exactly, but I don't love it. You've met him, right, Jess?
1: Yes, I met him. Did you get that vibe? Um, he, I mean, we didn't get that deep. We just kind of oh. talked about... You didn't the, get skin deep, Jess? I, I didn't <laughs> get skin deep. I didn't get skin deep with Mario, but I'd love to. Um <laughs> Honestly, sounds <laughs> so pervy. Uh, I did not mean it like that. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's interesting that he would be ambivalent about it because that's, like, what made his career. So I wonder if he's become, like, more reflective about it now that he's... A got, massive success. Now he got the golden ring. Now maybe he's thinking about, okay, this isn't exactly how I want to use it. Um, I don't know. Mario, tell us what's up. Yeah. Um, you also talked to Patrick Ta. I know you have these little within the columns.
0: Then there are, like, these other sections right. where it's their story. And I thought that was an interesting contrast, the two of them. Because they're both, like, makeup artists. But Patrick came from counter work. Like, he worked at right. Mac. And he's all about Instagram. And then Mario was, like, trained the usual mm-hmm. way and sort of – has a different vibe. So it was one of the parts of the book I liked. Um, other thing I liked, I was surprised, New York Times style section is like so highbrow in fashion, even right. with the T Magazine, like everything costs like $4,000. But then with beauty, there are some mass products that just came up again and again. There's definitely some like prestige products. But what are right. some of the like drugstore finds or mass products that you keep hearing about from the people that you interview?
2: Well, definitely Cetaphil, Cetaphil, Cetaphil. CeraVe. Is that how you pronounce it? CeraVe? I don't know. It's, it's a similar cleanser, but it's CeraVe. So. Yeah. CeraVe. Survey. Yeah, there's yeah, a accent. survey. Cleanser Week. We did a Yeah, I know. We, right? we had an
0: amazing giveaway. I didn't even think about how to pronounce it. I, I must have done it CeraVe. right when we did the
2: giveaway. <laughs> and there's body lotion, too. That's, that's very talk, popular. And people like the body lotion?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what about makeup-wise? Is there any mass makeup that...
2: Mascara is usually the mass, I feel like. You know, Which ones people like? L'Oreal's usually mentioned a lot. Balonis? Yes, so good, right? So good. <laughs> it's the best drugstore liner oh I feel like for mascara. Um, what else is mentioned? How about you personally? Any any drugstore favorites? You know who has really good blush? It's the L'Oreal cream blush. I was on set with Madonna's makeup artist. We were doing this like little video shoot for New York Times ages ago and it's just like it's actually hard to find. It's just like rose gold cream blush. It's like one of the best. I know
1: exactly. What, it's like age. It's like the age has like age the word perfect. age in it. I don't know it's, but I it's I know, creamy. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like orgasm but yes. like $7. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. cream instead yes. of the powder. Right. Yes. It's, it, it, but it has like a powdery finish. Yes. One. Yes. yes, yes cream know. to
2: powder finish. Oh my
1: god. I used to have it and I don't anymore. Do they still make it?
2: I don't know because I couldn't find it on L'Oreal's website I want to recommend it and so it's, it's so good right it's a mistake <gasps> to like not brought it back to my memory i, I think we to need have. to on the
0: blog we're gonna have to dig into this and find yeah. out what it was yes and if there's anything resurrect possible. resurrect we then we'll call l'oreal we'll be like listen <laughs> fat mascara needs you to bring this product
1: back it was so delicious yeah totally. is there a, an eyeshadow maker that you really
2: love like a brand my favorite is the Dior Mono Shadow. It's like a very specific one. It's the shimmery one, and like the kind of like bouncy or like creamy. Oh, not that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I do like Forgive those. Me. Those are <laughs> you're forgiven. <laughs> I thought I knew it all. You look so no, chastised. No, it is really well, good. I, the I, bouncy texture.
1: I, Daniel Martin introduced me. He was in the podcast. Like you know, like oh my god, it's like gonna be two years in the winter these little like Dior shadows and they were little pots and they were bouncy and they're awesome. They make creamy ones and bouncy ones. And you Mm. mean the compact ones like a trapezoid kind of shape with a...
2: Uh, it's Filtiness like a square. Yeah, with the CD It's in it. like okay. the Pro... Exactly. And it's like the Profex Longwear or something. It's like a super long name. On the blog. We'll put it on the blog. Very cool. Um, what? Okay, you
0: said the Amore Pacific product that Emma Roberts told you about. Like, you're like, I'm going to go out and get this myself. Was there anything else that, like, you were turned on to by an interview subject and you're like, thank God so-and-so
2: told me it's my new favorite? Well, this is so random, but I interviewed Nicole Ritchie and she does the Lucas Papa ointment and she... She does it up her nose for flights and i swear it works (laughs) i've been doing it ever since and i have not gotten a cold ever since that's a great tip
0: so you take a q-tip you put it in lucas paw paw ointment and then what just like run it around your nostrils
2: i don't even do the q-tip i just you keep shoving like
0: vaseline stuff up your nose (laughs) and the the, the pinky finger okay I was trying to get technical about it. Sorry, that's already.
2: a classy way with a Q-tip.
0: Yeah, but you Just know what? Show me a little digital. Not up there. to get geeked out on this, but that makes sense to me because we have mucus in our nose because it's supposed to keep out germs. But then you get all dehydrated on the plane, so you lose that barrier. That's
2: right, and for a super and long pl- flight, it and helps. Richie's
0: putting it back with paw paw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I already asked you about the the overrated.
1: Right,
2: right.
0: We'll move on from that.
1: So you have a small section on French girl beauty products. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast, but I want to talk about it again. (laughs) Why
2: are they so popular? I think women are obsessed over it. I just think that, you know, you see these beautiful French girls that come to New York City and you're like, why is the hair so perfect? Why is the Mm -hmm. skin so clear? Why are they glowing? And it looks like they have no makeup on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think, in fact, they devote a lot of time and energy to it. Truly. It's not
0: as effortless as it seems. No,
2: it's not effortless, but I think they just have such good taste level, I guess you could say, on each step that the, the final effect is so wonderful. What are the Frenchy things that you hear that come up a lot product-wise? Oh, of course the the Bioderma, Bioderma, Bioderma. The micellar water or yes. is it makeup remover? I it's sort same of both, thing. Yeah.
0: Same thing, isn't
2: it? Really, we had a whole debate about this on the podcast. We're like, <laughs> My cells, whatever. It's makeup remover. <laughs> I and I'm totally susceptible to it too because the other day I received a sample of this. I forgot the exact name, but something like cocoa Olay or something, co something milk cocoa. Mm-hmm. It smells like orange blossoms. It smells amazing. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Carl Lagerfeld dumps a whole container of this in his bath every single morning. And I thought, oh my goodness, I should try this. So you take a I bath did it. every morning. I don't. I don't bathe at all normally. I just shower. Like that yeah. I, I just thought, okay, you know, I'm gonna spoil myself tonight. I did it after the kids were asleep. I tried it out. I really I, I smelled wonderful like an orange blossom, but mm. I really felt almost no difference. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head, wow, I totally fell for it. There's so many crazy rumors about Carl Lagerfeld. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wanna believe it. <laughs> He's such
0: did a you mean- use the whole bottle like Carl?
2: <laughs> no. no just I couldn't, it's bit. so much. Like I'm like, what was he sitting in? Like it's so much. You mentioned Orange Blossom. I know you're a big fragrance person, right? I am. So tell us
0: about Ellis Brooklyn or Brooklyn Ellis. Ellis Brooklyn.
2: Okay. <laughs> what is it? Why'd you start a line? So, I mean, uh, first of all, I was pregnant, so probably crazy. <laughs> I probably lost my mind. But uh, mainly, I wanted gr- something that was like a cleaner fragrance option. So I saw all this amazing thing, all these amazing things happening with Tata Harper and RMS, but nothing was going on with fragrance. And I, I, frankly was like I just didn't understand why and so I've always loved fragrance and I was talking with perfumers and this is when like the niche fragrances were rising and I was like why can't you know there be a brand that's out there but work with amazing perfumers like the best perfumers there are but you know have this angle where we are trying to make it a little safer we are trying to take the parabens out and the phthalates out so that's where the idea came from. Because I was pregnant with Ellis, my firstborn. Oh, hence the name. Yeah. That's right. And, do you and I live. live in- I live in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. How lucky so, is
1: Ellis to have this fragrance line?
2: I know. I have a second child now named Sky and I feel so bad. So now, <laughs> poor kid. Now I either have to do a scent, or I don't even. Know. I have to figure out something because it's not. I need a bestseller for her. You know. <laughs> um but yeah so that's where the idea came from the brand is two years old now it took a long time to come up with the right scents and the right formulations but yeah we're two years old how many fragrances are there we just launched our six and what is that one it's called Sci-Fi. It's a vanilla-based fragrance. I actually do not like vanilla. And so the the, the creation of the scent was actually interesting. So I gave my perfumer, Jerome Eponet, the brief. Oh, the best. Hello. Love him, right? Don't get, like, bottom-of-the-barrel perfumers no, right No, no, no. Okay. So he uh, created Gypsy Water. He created De Freak. He also did the Clementine California, the Tilly Cologne one that just came I out. I love
1: that one.
2: It's great, right? I love that one.
1: It may have replaced my first favorite (gasps) atelier one. Which one was that? The what? rose and and Anon- An- Anonym. Anonym.
2: Anonym. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, what a talent! She he is just wonderful, and I think he really gets like the the modern sense of fragrance. So um, so I told him, okay, look, I want to take a ingredient that we know really really well and turn it into something different. I don't want it to be because the fragrance was called sci-fi. I didn't want something that was so weird and so out there that no one would wear it. I feel like i've smelled enough of those in my life um i wanted just something unique but in a way that was like one step past what we thought it could be so he knew i did not like vanilla and so he came back with this which i thought was very bold but i love it so he actually layered citrus over it Mm -hmm. so there's bitter orange there's green tea there's freesia and then vanilla so it's this if you can say that it's a very clean vanilla it's almost elegant in a way
1: so it's not warm and fuzzy it's a it's a more crisp vanilla like a, a it's not quite vanilla. crisp
2: it's like an elegant vanilla okay okay it's hard to describe hence sci-fi so mm. i'm
1: intrigued
2: does yes. it come in
0: a spray or a lotion or all that stuff it
2: only comes in the eau de parfum okay yeah and then if it does well we've had some requests actually already for it to come in a body milk so if it does well then we'll we'll see how okay. it goes very nice um so, in addition to your own
0: products and the ones you've told us about,
2: what else are some of your
0: favorites? Other fragrances, even, I
2: guess we could sure. ask you that first. I think Tom Ford's tobacco vanilla is so good. Oh. Zoe, Zoe Kravitz uses it. D- I'm a Enough Zoe said. fan Zoe girl. Uses it. <laughs> <laughs> of course she
0: does like tobacco vanilla.
2: Doesn't it make so much sense? Mm-hmm. Like, Let's see, what's another great fragrance? Or skincare? I mean, you're oh, pretty much going. Yeah. Which derm
0: do you go to, yeah. if
2: any? I go to, well, I used to go to Dr. David Colbert's office, but I did not go to doc- Dr. Colbert. I find actually some of the top dermatologists, they're so busy. I like need actual attention. I feel right. like, so I don't want to sit there and like compete. Mm. So I get somebody like in their office, if that makes any Got it. sense. It's somebody a good out, tip. Like, right. Yeah. Don't go necessarily for the top dog. Right. Go for someone who works. But they've been practice. trained
1: likely by the same yeah. person. Exactly.
2: And then they have the time and they're not trying to, you know, field interviews, deal with celebrities and all that brand building stuff. Um, <laughs> Right now, though, the, my favorite person out of Dr. Colbert left. So now I'm sort of like bouncing around. I'll go to Dendi. Um, and I'm thinking I want to try Dr. Frank, but I'm not sure. I think he's much more science-y.
0: Oh, yeah. He's very high tech.
2: Right? He's yeah. very into like the science stuff. But I feel like since you have kids, it's like you need the help.
0: Like, yeah. do what you will with me.
2: Seriously, I went into, um, after I had my second one, I waited until I finished breastfeeding, et cetera. I went into Dan Jean, who's like an esthetician. Do you guys mm-hmm. know her? Mm-hmm. Um, not by her, but one of the people on her staff. They like zapped a hundred tiny little moles off my neck and chest area. It was yeah. so Oh my God, your chest is flawless. Painful. No, but I'm looking at you now and yes. I'm like, yeah. wow. It's not even high tech. It's you don't that, have
0: checkles at all. Remember chest checkles. freckles?
2: They, I forget where it came from. Oh yeah. It's
0: like a Saturday Night Live thing. Checkle. They burnt it all off. Didn't it hurt?
2: It was really painful was it
0: worth it being oh
2: my god well now it's worth it <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, oh, look at
0: this decolletage
2: um, how about skincare
0: products are you on the C to fill or CeraVive bandwagon since you no been- what do you use
2: so I'm trying things all the time mm. I truly do try things I actually tried one recently that's so good uh, it's the um, the Innisfree Intensive Hydrating Serum I am all about this brand that came from Korea they just opened in New York City at Union Square so so good and for a really great price point I I thought yeah and also they don't put um one of my pet peeves is I find a lot of the companies now when they do serums they put a good zillion tons of dimethicone in there mm-hmm. which is that do you guys know what that is like a silicone yeah it's like a silicone and why that, don't you like that because it's like cheating
0: oh because it gives it a nice slip you mean yes
2: oh, and wow. it's not really doing anything right like if you put a little bit in that's fine because it's sort of acting like a protective barrier but if it's like the number one or two ingredient, then no, you're cheating. It's not because it's a chemical or whatever.
0: It's just like, well, it's not moisturizing you. It's not giving you an active benefit. It's just laying there and make it feel slippery.
2: Exactly. Hmm. If anything, I it might be it clogging that your pores. Yeah. If anything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So NS3 doesn't cheat so much. If you look at the ingredients, quite good. Okay. <laughs> and then I also tested a great cleanser. I'm really into cleansers. Um, I think that cleansing is like that, like underestimated step. It if you, so is. Right. Yeah. Like people will spend like $80 on their moisturizer, but like, oh, $10 cleanser, which is like, maybe it's not about money, but it's about like quality. Right. So I really like the Nerium, uh, Nerium double cleansing wash. It's really good. I don't know this. But does this mean like you're like not down with like a Cetaphil? Cetaphil doesn't do it for me. I think I'm too oily or something for but, it. But are you like against, sorry, I was too specific. Are you against like a drugstore cleanser?
1: No. Okay.
2: Absolutely not. Okay.
1: No. I'm saying against.
2: Like she's got like boxing m- gloves I've, I've not
0: heard of Narium. Do we know where this brand is from? It's like a, it's, it's either online it's like, only. It's like a drugstore type brand. Yeah. Okay. I got to look into that. So you use their double cleanser? Double cleansing wash. Hmm, okay. Do you have to do it twice? No. So why is it Theoretically,
2: that? it's supposed to replace your double Please, cleanse. The, oh my god. Oh. Okay. okay. So
0: it's like we went from one cleanser to double cleansing, but now it's like just now it's back to one. But they're going to call it double. Uh, marketing, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like,
1: so confusing. Well, now it's
0: the three step double cleanse that does what uh. one step does.
1: like. It's so confusing. You're not in f- candles yet, right? I no, think we like have candles. You do have stuff. candles. We do have candles.
0: We featured one in Mary Claire, even. I
1: yes, know. clean burning. Clean burning. Okay, mm. so, like, basically, what area
2: do you want to get into next? Now, like, where else is Ellis going to grow? So, right now, we're working on fragrance delivery innovation
1: yeah okay so, okay
2: yeah so uh we're trying different forms so we love eau de parfum we love our body most we love our candles i just feel like the category could use some technology mm-hmm. not just like a rollerball no exactly and you know great you know put out a travel spray a roll bar great but i'm talking about like the actual actual form mm. so i can't share yet okay i but, understand i respect stay tuned but sure, okay stay tuned. For fall 2018, we're planning. Okay,
1: so so you only have a year to wait. Ellis goes high tech. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. This was awesome. We learned a lot.
2: I think we shared some great information. Good, I hope you guys had fun.
0: Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing.
1: The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me.
0: Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's hold press. Cacay Oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love, but to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin
1: in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Charosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragons fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, Mm-mm-mm. sheer. you can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules.
0: And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejaneiro.com and free shipping with the code Mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, Soldejaneiro.com and use the code Mascara10 for 10% off. don't know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the honey love Super Power short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. They're Signature X, targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. Honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence thanks to Honeylove.
1: Guys, I have to admit I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things, and that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high-quality items priced within reach, so I can buy a couple of things.
0: Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury, you like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is a
1: lot, I guess, you're
0: right, you're right. Load up your cart, though, at Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories, so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European Linen Sheet Set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices.
1: Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince.com fatmascara to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q U I N C E I-n-c-e.com slash. Fat Mascara. That's quince. dot com slash fat mascara. It's time to raise a wand. It is time. What should we raise a wand to? Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. So, you know that I'm a psycho about my color right now.
0: Your hair color, your lip color, your eye color. uh, It's
1: all about color. It's all about color, ladies. (laughs) You heard it here first, (laughs) gentlemen. I'm an autumn, so... Oh. Oh, Jesus. Okay, go ahead. Well, listen... I want to protect my color, okay? I can't get in all the time to get my color done and neither can you. you. Oh, so you are talking about your hair color. No, I'm talking about my hair color right now. So I am using this color depositing hair mask. I know Sharon Duram, you're not into the color, shamp- the, the conditioning shampoos with the color and everything, but I did find one that's good for my red hair and I need to share with you guys. Orlando Pita Play... Ampla tint color depositing hair mask. Amplitint. tint. in copper red. Now it's at Ulta right now for $15. It's half off. That's a good deal. I know a color depositing product. Yes. It's $30 normally. Now I, if co- I had less Botox, I could
0: rise, raise my eyebrows <laughs> even higher than I am right
1: now. <laughs> That's now, amazing. I went to my colorist and I told her, about like how I can't get in all the time. I'm noticing it gets, it gets some fading. I get like, you know, gray is coming in, what can I do? And she's like, it's not gonna, you know, it's not a replacement for coming into the salon. She's like, but try this. And I did try it. I tried it last night. Do you notice that my hair is a little bit more red and vibrant today? It, it's very
0: vibrant, actually. Right.
1: So I popped it on. I left it on for ten minutes. To say you could wear it, you could put it on for any time between five and thirty minutes. Thirty. Vibrant's the me. wrong
0: word. I'm changing it now that I'm looking rich. It looks rich. richer.
1: Rich, right? So I left it on for ten minutes while I like you know shaved. I like, put on like a face mask. Pet a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't like water, so I can't put her in there. I'm kidding. Okay. Well, I, I it don't looks know. good. <laughs> so. I trust this formula, I like it, I have red hair, they have you know, brunette shades, they have other shades. Give it a try, it's at Ulta right now, $15.
0: Okay, I'm gonna start my razor wand with a little bit of a pet peeve. Mm. These people are pushing seasons like nobody's oh, business. God, these people got to go. These people that walk around like it's deep fall and deep winter with their, like, I got to get out my plaid and my big scarf and my coat. It's so brisk and chilly. <laughs> and I'm like, it's 80 degrees They have, still. like, a venti,
1: like, chill double cocoa. Chill
0: out, everybody with the season pushing. I know you like your new clothes, but chill out. Here's what I'll raise a want to. A transitional, a season, season transitional lip color. So, yes, summer's over. we're not quite quite into deep fall. I like to go darker in the colder months, a little brighter in summer. so right now I'm an in between lip color. mine of choice is NARS velvet matte lip pencil in provocative red. Now, the name is a misnomer if I'm using that word correctly. It's not like a red red it it almost is like a bruisy red that's sort of like terracotta-y and just sinks into your lips and look like just bitten. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Ooh. Do you put a
1: balm underneath it? Just bitten. Yeah, actually,
0: with the Velvet Matte, if your lips are a little bit dry, because yeah. the seasons are changing, um, put the balm first and then the lip color. It gives yeah. it a nice gloss. If you have nice, smooth lips, then you could do it really, you could do a whole bunch of it for like a deep, pigmented version. But I like to sort of stain it on, Yeah, if, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, so I'm wearing it now, but you would not call this a red, right? No right. It looks like I like my lips were bitten and just a little bit very kissed. It's and it works on a lot of people. So it looks really dark in the pencil, but don't be fooled. You could rub it on your hand and then press your finger into the color and press it onto your lips, or put it on after balm to sheer it out a bit. It's just one of those good in between. It looks good. I
1: hear what you mean. Yeah, I guess I could
0: stop rambling about it. I'm done. Raise a wand.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing... Please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five please. That would be incredible.
0: And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at Fatmascara or email us at infofatmascara.com. At
1: we'll even read your letters on the air.
0: So profesh. So profesh. l-d-e-j-a-n-e-i-r-o soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Botox Cosmetic, Auto botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see
1: if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
0: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?